Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended sellers, TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hope your night was better than mine. Yep, that, that's really what it comes down to. Hope your night is better than mine because uh, Tom Telesco is a friend, the, the LA Chargers are my team, and the Chargers were an embarrassment last night, and my friend and his head coach lost his job last night. Um, but, but I think that you can see the seeds of doubt within the players planted, not just in their play, I mean, because, look, it wasn't, last night was the culmination of what has been going on for essentially a, a year, really. Right. Some bizarre play calls. Obviously, he was a go for it guy his first year. Wasn't as much a go for it guy in his second year. But they did make the playoffs in year two. They're up big. And of course, um, they lose in the playoffs despite the fact they're up, what was it, 29 nothing to the 27 nothing, excuse me, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You never really recover from that one. That one's really, really hard. We're watching the Bills try and work through the fact that they didn't recover from six, 13 seconds uh, two years ago. But, but to me, the biggest issue is something that I've been accused of. Okay? I've been accused of. And others have as well. Uh, others have as well. And it can sound like a compliment at the time and people try and let you down kind of softly when they say, man, you know, you're the smartest coach we got. You're smart. They use the, the word smart is not always and maybe mostly not a compliment. You're like, how is that possible? Be- because Brandon Staley at times tried to be the smartest guy in the room. And if you do it in front of the media, Strong likelihood you do it in front of the players. Here's Brandon Staley after the game last night when he was asked if he'll be the head coach today. Do you expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you, do you think you should be? Yes. Why? I know that what I've done here for three years, and I know what I put into this, and you know I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. Um, but again, this isn't about me. This is about a, a group that's hurting in there. We got to get some rest and we got to get ready for Buffalo. Got to get some rest. Got to get ready for Buffalo. 
right? Got to get some rest. Got to get ready for Buffalo. There's a group that's hurting in there. So, you know, look, he obviously had to know it was bad. Um, most, I mean, Richard Sherman called for him to be fired at halftime. But when you're trying to explain things, and, and this is this is something that you, that you learn in life, right? When you try and explain things when there's anger and you try and outsmart the room, you just get exposed and people just go, ah, you're just trying to be smarter than everybody. And I, I truly believe that's what undid him. And maybe that's why their, their de- the defense was so lost was his game plans or his strategy was too advanced, too much on a whiteboard and not in terms of uh, realistic and the players couldn't understand it. And there was mass miscommunication. Here's, here's Brandon Staley when asked if there's a player disconnect. You say nothing went right tonight. All due respect, last three weeks, the offense is somewhat been stagnant. You pulled out a win in New England, but with two field goals. Do you personally feel there's a disconnect between yourself and the locker room, the players? I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. And one of the things, and, and Jay Stu, I will commend you on this one. I'll commend you. You called for his firing last year. Um, that would be the Belichick model, right? Which is b- better a year too early than a year too late. And so instead now, the Chargers go into an offseason. They'll have a new general manager who will inherit Justin Herbert, but will also inherit his new contract. A massive... Um, uh, cap bill and he'll get to hire his own head coach. Right? But all of these players now it comes into question what the new general manager thinks of these players because new general manager, new management, you've had a guy for 11 years, pick this team and they got pretty good personnel, but you hire four coaches and this is the way it ends. And the last one ended poorly as well. And I, I think we know where it's going. And by the way, Doug, I, my whole thing about, firing him after the after the 27 nothing was we knew how important this year was if there was a year to go all in and just like hire just a, a great head coach or the best head coach this was the year because this is the last year of justin herbert's rookie deal there's a lot of money on the books for that defense they're gonna have to trim a whole lot of payroll this team is gonna look so much different after this year like a new head coach at the beginning of the year would have had a chance to make a run with a full roster with uh, Justin Herbert's deal, and it just didn't work. It just did. It did not work. You are correct. You are correct. So I guess here's the question, right? Do the Chargers do what the Chargers have always done, which is hire somebody relatively inexpensive? There's Ben Johnson, who's the outstanding offensive coordinator of the of the, of the Detroit Lions, right? Hire an offensive guy, protect Justin Herbert. Or do you hire Bill Belichick? And he's got Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator. And, you know, maybe he brings Brian Flores in, who's probably a candidate to be the head coaching job as his defensive coordinator. Now, the downside to that for, uh, for Belichick is what he'd be asked to do. I'm sure they'd hire uh, a, a GM that he would have a good relationship with is this team is going to have to, as you point out, slash some of this payroll with some of the veteran players, get them to take new deals. But also, you're going to have to win in um, off the waiver wire and in the draft room, which has not been the strength of Bill Belichick. I was just a weird night. Like, I, it was the easiest pick of all time to pick the Raiders last night. But if you would tell me the Raiders, who are a three-point favorite, would... Have that give up? Have sixty three points? I I I would have told you you're out of your mind. They had the uh, they had the over with like five minutes left in the second quarter. The Raiders themselves had the over, which was I think it was thirty four and a half or something like that. Uh, Buyer, did you watch it all? Even a moment? Yes, I did. Yes, and actually, I stayed. I stayed with it to see how many points the uh, Raiders were going to score. Right. It was one of those, man, this is a dumpster fire. This is that you rubbernecked. That's what you did last night. Yeah. You're you're driving by. You're like, "Ah, I'm just going to drive by here. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look at that car. What is that? How did it get on its side? What are they, Dukes of Hazzard? Right. That's what it felt like last night. 
Lots of people rubbernecking with like, I don't really care about this game. I don't know, what's the score? Oh, I got to see how bad this thing gets. And I think there were there, there was at least a, with Richard Sherman saying he should fire him at halftime. I thought there was like, a, maybe he doesn't come out. Or maybe he gets fired right after the game. That, that was that was nuts. Um, how long did you watch, Jace, too? No, no, I watched, I watched um, I guess, the first three quarters. But the thing about what you're just saying is, if it was just like a 9-2 to two game. Which was your prediction. And two teams just being bad, mm-hmm. it, it, people would have tuned out. But there were two things going. Dan's angle of how many points are they going to score – and it was really interesting to see just how apathetic the Chargers were being. Like, they were getting their butts handed to them, and they didn't look like they cared. And then the constant shots to Staley and that stupid look on his face. It was. It turned into an intriguing watch for those reasons. Well, I, I do think the postmortem, and when we find out exactly why there is such a disconnect, is going to be really interesting. right? Because... They just wouldn't play for him. But part of it was, I, I think, you know, the defense was so bad for much of this year. I mean, just awful. Giving up more 20 or more, 20 or more yard plays than anybody in the NFL. It's just atrocious. And then, you know, Staley's like, I call the defense, so it's on me. You're like, okay. And they got worse, not better. Now, they, they were fine against New England, but New England has no offense. But that was an amazing, uh, r- really, car, car crash that, that everybody, that, that you, Dan Byer, rubbernecked. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. And, Doug, I know, again, your relationship with Tom Telesco, but the, the fact of the Chargers, honestly, I think the only thing right now appealing about them is Justin Herbert. When oh, they have a very good left tackle, right? You have a good. No, I'm serious. Like you have. No. Like of, of the Listen two to mo- what you're saying, though. Listen to what you're saying. That's that's the problem. They whiffed on J.C. Jackson. Quentin Johnston hasn't been good. Mike Williams is always hurt. Joey Bosa is always hurt. Khalil Mack flashed, you know, at times here and there. You're right. They have a left tackle and they have Justin Herbert. They can't run the ball. Austin Eckler didn't want to be there. So this this team is not just a insert head coach and they win right away. And I think that's also to the point of what Jason was saying and maybe it was already too late about how important this year was because now you can't count on this core and what they were for another two or three years. So the turnaround may be quicker because you have Herbert, but I just don't think that there is tons there for anybody to be like, yeah, I really want this. Aside from Herbert and Rashawn Slater. Like I think that there is a lot that you got to change on this team. Derwin James always hurt. You know, I mean, it's yep. Derwin James always hurt. I mean, uh, Tuli to Palatu. He's, he's been amazing, by the way. He's been amazing. He, he's, I like. He's him. outstanding, right? So you have really you're going to build around Tuli. Um, I guess around Derwin James because he's under contract. Um, Bosa, if he's ever healthy, Slater. And you do have the quarterback. And, and the one thing, and you're right, right? It's not, it's a clunky roster. It's a clunky roster with a lot of age and some spots. So let's also remember, like, again, if we're all going to be fair, you know, you lost Corey Lind- Lindsley for the, for the year. That's your starting center. Um, you lost Donald Parham's hurt. You know, they, they're always bitten by injury. But you lose your center, albeit he's in his mid-30s, so you should expect that. You're not going to be that good. But you do have the most, two of the, actually probably three of the most important positions in the NFL covered. Right? You got a great uh, weak side linebacker. You have a great left tackle and a very talented young uh, quarterback. And then you have uh, as good a safety as there is in the NFL, albeit you're right, he's hurt a lot. So I, do I think that there's going to be a mass turnover? Of course. But would you, would you rather be them or the Bears? Would you rather be them or the Patriots? Real question. Would you rather be them or the Patriots, Dan Byer? Well, I'd, ra- I'd rather be the Chargers, but the Bears question is a lot more yeah, difficult than you think. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, so let's, let's have that, right? Because they have uh, two high first-round picks, likely the number one overall pick from Carolina. Okay? Uh, but they, and they have, they have uh, a couple of decent offensive linemen. 
But I mean, compare and contrast. And their defense has been good, borderline, really good over the last month or so. So they have turned things around in Chicago. It's just the point with the Chargers, though, is I think we look at they've got a lot of shiny pieces and big names. Yeah. You know, and Austin Eckler, I think, is the perfect example of it. Of you know, and maybe it's my fantasy football background coming coming into play here. But man, Eckler catching passes, running the football. Well, they can't run the football. The wide receiver story is the same. Keenan Allen ends up being the only one that's healthy, and even he ends up getting hurt at times. He didn't play last night, and so all of these pieces, the offensive line. You're right on paper, great. Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsley. I think any team would take those two guys across the NFL. It's just, you know, maybe it's not fair to Slater because he's still young in his career, but, you know, Lindsley's been hurt and those guys haven't been on the field at the same time. I just, when I look at them and I see them, I think I just see Herbert and that is the most appealing stuff. And then whoever comes in there is going to have to figure out a way to make everything work around him because a lot of these pieces aren't going to be there in the next, you know, year to two to three. It's crazy. Okay. So, I, I guess the question becomes, do you hire a GM who is, you know, a draft specialist who's going to scrap it and start over? Or do you go after Bill Belichick? Now, the argument for Belichick would, would be this, okay, that, you know, when Belichick's had a quarterback, obviously he was very, very good. And he's the opposite of what you've had previously. Right. You've had two completely unproven guys who've barely been, you know, two coaches ago, you had a guy who you know, barely called plays in the NFL. Brandon Staley was only in the NFL for like six, seven years before he became a defensive coordinator, then all of a sudden was propelled to being a head coach. You got a guy who's got 20 plus years of success in the NFL and Josh McDaniels is available. Like what appeals to you? If you were buyer, if you were running a team, what would appeal to you? I don't think Bill Belichick is right for the chargers. I, I think I think that he would be great and would be hire, you know be able to be hired anywhere. I don't think that's what they need. Um, I know it's taking a risk to kind of go in a Staley-esque direction that way, but I think that's I do think that they need to build through the draft and build that foundation. It's what? a quick turnaround. You can you can turn things around quickly in the NFL. We, we've seen that, so it's not like such a daunting task. And I feel like a Belichick coming in there would just try to be a maybe a I don't know if a band-aid's the right. Can't believe I'm even saying don't take Bill Belichick, but I think I am. Hmm. Hmm. I would take Bill Belichick in a heartbeat. Um, and you know, again, if I was making the sale, I would say, you know, you can we'll take you, we'll give you whatever you want. You got to bring Brian Flores as your DC and Josh McDaniels as your OC, and then eventually when you retire, Brian Flores gets the job. <laughs> that, that I mean, that's, that's what so, I would do. That sounds expensive, right? I mean, and that the track record of this ownership group is not not to you, spend. You're, that much you're money. right, but I yeah. I will tell you, okay. And this is a real thing. You look at all their all their their star players. They've all been handsomely compensated at the top of the market. They're moving to Los Angeles next year. It's all about the franchise value, and you know, like, look, where has hiring on the cheap gotten them? Exactly. So, you know, I mean, anything good is going to cost you. You could go young and inexperienced, but man, you're, you really are rolling the dice. I, I get it. You're probably rolling the dice however you do it, but you're definitely rolling the dice in a major, major way if you, uh, if you hire a, a, an unproven head coach, an inexperienced head coach, especially considering they've hired so many inexperienced head coaches in the past. That's a real. That's a real thing. Real thing. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That was a crazy night. I was not expecting. I was expecting a Raider win. I was not expecting forty nine at the half for sixty three overall. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under thirty seconds or. I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings 
Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from the Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Stug Alley Show, Fox Sports Radio. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, boat, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Let's get to the picks. I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. All right, the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Boys Radio. Uh, These games will be, well, something. Let's go five college. It's not going to be easy. I promise you that because these bowl games coming up. Tricky. 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 Um, Jacksonville State takes on University of Louisiana. Raging Cajuns playing this bowl, I think, like seven of the last nine years. They're over it. Jackson State, the late replacement, because they need they need a team. But in the who wants it more, I like Jackson State. Two and a half point favorite. You know what? Give me Jackson State. Why not? Right? Right? Give me Jackson State. To uh, cover the two and a half. Um, also, we got uh, App State taking on Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio, cradle of coaches. They won their last five games of the year. Um, only two losses, one to Toledo, a rival, and to Miami of Florida. App State, of course, we've seen them pull off big-time upsets. They lost to Troy their last game of the season. Did had a great win over James Madison. Remember James Madison, right? They're doing it in basketball too. Um, App State's record is inferior. Their team is not. Give me App State, who's a six and a half point favorite to win and to cover. UCLA. Well, they got transfers galore. Uh, they had a Boise State had this late surge after firing their coach to get into a bowl game. This is one I think Boise State cares more about. Boise is a five and a half point favorite. It's played in SoFi. Give me the Broncos straight up to beat the Bruins. The Broncos straight up to beat the Bruins. Um, got two more for you. New Mexico State taking on Fresno State. This one's in the New Mexico Bowl. You're like, wait, it's being played in Albuquerque and they're coming in from Las Cruces? They are. They are. Well, and if you want to know how this team did against New Mexico on the road, they won. 27-17. Of course, New Mexico ended up firing their head coach. But this is a New Mexico State team, which up until they lost to Liberty was red, red hot. Um, 
as opposed to Fresno, who had injuries and fell apart at the end of the year. Give me New Mexico State to win and to cover. Last pick, Cal, Texas Tech. Over-under is 58. You know what? Give me Cal as the three-and-a-half-point dog. Game means more to them. They do have three quarterbacks. Two are going to be in the portal, but the backup is going to stay on the team before he puts his name in the portal. I'll take Cal for the upset. Let's go to the NFL, shall we? Of course, the NFL games start on Saturday. Saturday. Um, Minnesota is going to start a rookie quarterback, and suddenly Josh Dobbs is the third-string quarterback? How do I think that'll work out? Not well, especially considering, you know, oh, excuse me, Nick, Nick Mullins is going to be the starter. My bad. Uh, they're going to have a rookie behind him. Nick Mullins knows, knows the system, and they have, Je- uh, they have Justin Jefferson back. But, I mean, how do you deny what they've been able to do in Cincinnati at Jacksonville against the Colts? Now they take on the Vikings at home. I like the Bengals, who are three-point favorites, to win and to cover. Really, really do. Pittsburgh taking on Indy. Indy playing at home. Indy's a point-and-a-half favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's an Indy team coming off a road loss to the Bengals. They had a road win over the Titans, home win over the, uh, over the Buccaneers. Gardner Minshew's done a really, really nice job, um, as opposed to whatever the heck Pittsburgh's doing. I, just, I don't think Pittsburgh's that good. Give me the Colts and the point-and-a-half. Let's go to Sunday. Uh, this pick I like a great deal Kansas City is an 8 point favorite against the New England Patriots 8 point favorite and the Patriots suddenly last week had a little bit of an offense with uh, with Blake's, with uh, Zappi right this after scoring 6, 7 and 0 points in the 3 previous weeks I still think Kansas City is a bit of a mess I'm going to take New England to cover the eight-point spread. Yep, taking New England to cover the eight-point spread. Atlanta's taking on Carolina. Does look like Atlanta's not going to make a coaching change. I think they win this game. They cover the three points. Give me the ATL. And uh, the final pick, Baltimore taking on Jacksonville. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? Hmm. The Ravens rank second in yards allowed, second in points, and lead the league with 49 sacks. So they let you run up and down the field. They don't let you score in the red zone. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think he pulls off the upset here. Lawrence's Jaguars are at home. They're a three-point dog. Give me Jacksonville on the money line. Those are the picks. Five on three. One, two, three. There it is. Five NFL, Let's go five. five college, five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Boom. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, can you recall we we did this we did this uh, earlier in the week, right? Where we talked about uh, backup quarterbacks who went on a run. Can you guys recall a game that bad in the NFL? I, I mean, like, look the the Dolphins won against the 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 Broncos. It was seventy. But it was really a bunch of it was scored late, right? Forty nine nothing at halftime, like on a standalone game. I've never seen anything like that. I've, ne- I've literally never seen anything like that. Yeah, I don't remember either. And it got it got me thinking going back to you know what Jay Stu likes to hit on, and it's the quality of the NFL. And I mean, we're in we're in week fifteen now. Like we're just started week fifteen, so we have three more weeks with this. For I know that the. The graphics, Doug, in the playoff pictures say that all these teams are still in the hunt, and technically they are. But, I mean, it's not only been mediocre play from mediocre teams. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do to try to correct this because expanding the playoffs just seems like it's now diluted the playoff field. Of course. Yeah, it was just, I mean, think about it. Like, the, the Chargers entering the night, and while they may not have had much of a chance, we're still two games out of the playoff picture. The Raiders are sitting there now at six and eight and you know, in the thick of things in the wild card, and they're the twelfth best team in the AFC right now. Crazy. Crazy. Let's get to the gambler, shall we? If you haven't heard of the gambler before, we do it on a Friday. Um and what we try and do is we try and find you one pick we like for the weekend, above all others. All of us, we all have one. So, 
Let me turn you over to Jay Stu, who does his Jay Stu team parlay to start us off. Well, thank you, Doug. I'll take it from here. Um, you got to rush to the betting window. This is really fast. Um, the early NBA games tonight, there's a couple really good ones for you. The Pistons are the worst team in basketball. And I think they take like a 20-some-odd game losing streak into their game tonight against the 76ers. They're getting 16 points, Doug. I like the Pistons. I want the Pistons and the points tonight. Um, And the Wizards are getting nine points at home. That's how uh, disregarded they are. I think I'm going to take the points with the Wizards at home over the Pacers. And, you know, just a memo for for a Pacers fan – Rick Smith is not walking through that door tonight. I think the Wizards cover. Wizards to the Pistons, my favorite Jays 2 team parlay tonight. Um, that's a good one. It's a really, <laughs> really good one. Um, okay, what about, um, what about you, Dan Byer? Oh, gosh. I just love looking at the NBA standings and seeing the Pistons. L21 in the streak. How great is that? Losers of their last That's 21. It's hard to do. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's the Spurs, L18. Uh, amazing. All right. Have you ever heard the phrase, what a difference a month makes? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think we all have. Well, what a difference less than a month makes. The New York Jets go to Miami as a nine-and-a-half-point dog to the Miami Dolphins much different outcome this time than what we saw on Black Friday. I think the Dolphins reeling. We don't know Tyreek Hill's status. The Jets seem to be rejuvenated by putting Zach Wilson back in the lineup. And I think that their defense will take offense to what happened on Black Friday the first time. I like the Jets to cover against the Dolphins Sunday afternoon in South Florida. Hmm. Uh, Profet? Wow, is that what you just called me right now? I'm sorry, Lorena. I'm sorry, Lorena. I didn't see you back there. I like the Lions to cover against the Broncos. That was my perfect. That oh, was, that yeah. was your perfect? Yeah, okay. Was, okay. I was like, was wait, you didn't talk- say cowboys. I'm no, always cowboys. No. <laughs> uh, but no, today I actually um I was gonna I know this is weird. I'm I'm going for my Lakers tonight. Um, I think they're going to do really well, and I think they have to because they just won their mid-season tournament thingy-majiggy. So Great if they point. don't, I love it. Thank you, thank you. Didn't they just play the Spurs? They did, and they play them again. It's so weird. I guess it's like one of those San Antonio so far. You're like, you guys want to just stay and get this thing done? Like, yeah, whatever. I, I believe the win totals for the Spurs were somewhere around 31 or 33. They're not getting there. <laughs> and so yeah, so far it's at three. Easy bet there, right? Easy, easy bet. Um, okay, my turn, correct? All yes. You. you know, it's actually a great college basketball weekend uh, because you're coming off a of finals week. So they have a lot of these teams that are, you know, chomping at the bit. But oftentimes you get wonky outcomes on these games because – Teams have barely practiced together for a week because kids do take classes. Now, there's a lot more online classes being taken now than ever before. So you got to take it kind of with a grain of salt and be like, hmm. Um, but uh, I got one for you. This one's kind of too easy. Northwestern just lost to Chicago State. You're like, yikes. It's a Northwestern team that had won three in a row after beating Purdue in overtime at home. Um they lost to Mississippi State, who's talented, but losing to Chicago State. Wow. So they take on DePaul. DePaul just beat Louisville, but before that, they had lost five in a row. I think this is a right-in-the-ship game for Northwestern. Northwestern wins. Northwestern covers. DePaul's not any good. That is my pick. Everybody. No. When I hold them. No win. Default. When I hold them. No, no win. Default. No Come on, Lorena. No, no when, when. Come on, Lorena. You, you never it. count your money. When you're sitting at the table. Time enough for counting. Whatever. When the deal is done. Have you gone any Christmas movies yet? Are you What What? What do you got? Because I know you got NFL. Look, listen, you want to work on Sundays. You got NFL on Saturdays. We do, we got a Christmas movie tonight. What are you doing? No, no Christmas. I don't 
really watch movies. No, not at all. I got a kid that's sick at home and a wife oh, that's sick at home. Oh. So yeah, so which is it, a good time for a movie. Soup. Yeah. Soup. <laughs> yeah. No, Soup? it's not gonna happen. Not happening at all. I have no idea. Honestly, don't have any plans. Don't have any expectations. Probably watching dinosaurs tonight. That's probably or Bluey, one of the two. Okay. Uh, what about what about you there, um, Jay Stu? You know what movie I'm looking forward to seeing? Um, it's the uh, cinema adaptation of The Boys in the Boat. The Boys in the Boat is a best-selling nonfiction boat about uh, our our crew team. I think it was in the 30s. Yeah, Boys in the Boat. Boys in the Boat. They, yeah. And, uh, George Clooney directed it. Um, I have a feeling he's going to do a good job with that. I love the book. I love the message about team and leadership and whatnot. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie at some point. But this weekend, I, I need to watch Die Hard 2. Oh, yeah. 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 NX Skywalk. NX Skywalk. That's what you need to, need to know. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Did you guys uh, hear Brock Purdy? Uh, we'll play for you what he said about Cam Newton's comments about him being a game manager um, uh, upcoming. In the meantime, let's welcome in Mark Dominic. He spent 20 years in NFL front offices and scouting, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Mark, you've been hired. You've been fired. Uh, you've seen this thing happen. Ever seen anything happen like what we saw from the Chargers last night? I mean, that was a, obviously uh, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And watching Justin Herbert on the sideline and just watching the team surrender the points in so many different ways, it was, it was a big surprise. And, and obviously the news now out of L.A., is uh, not a surprise as well. Okay, so um, you're going to start over. You had a GM who's been there 11 years, and you have a quarterback. You got an outside linebacker. You got a really good left tackle. You got a safety who's under contract, incredibly talented, but struggles to stay healthy. Got a good kicker, um, but you got some financial issues in terms of the cap. What type of general manager should they be looking to hire? Well, I think they've got to, you know, a lot of times you want to go and, and kind of look at teams that have had success maybe in the middle rounds of drafting, maybe not at the upper end. I think sometimes we, we focus on the first-round hits and misses, but sometimes it's the teams that find the guys in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round that, you know, can really make a difference on our roster in a quick way. And and so I think you've got to find a balance. You know, there's a, there's an old adage out there, you know, um, 
I mean, knowing their makeup of who's all within the building, knowing the Spanos family, certainly the player personnel department, and that their salary cap is in really good hands with you know the salary cap guys. I, I assume they're going to go scout wise. Uh, you know, I've had a feeling. You know, my personal belief is it's it's great to be a college scout. You need to experience that hopefully in your career. Uh, to be a director of college scouting is always good. Uh, but there's a lot that happens in office, Doug, that's so important to see the day-to-day operations. So maybe more of a director of player personnel or a director of pro would be the direction I would push the franchise because they're in the grind of what it's like in the office every day. So if you take a director of college, he's not in the office every day, so he doesn't quite see the same grind. Not that a director of college can't get the job or do the job. I just think that you've got to understand that when you take this role, your scouting becomes you know, what was 100% of your time or 90% of your time now becomes 20 to 30% of your time. And so you need to have somebody that can really manage the day-to-day operations and in congruent be able to figure out you know, what's the right coaching uh, combination you're looking for. Is Bill Belichick a fit? I don't think he will be. Uh, I don't know where the Spanos family sits on Bill, uh, but my gut instinct is uh, you've really got to decide if you think there's a – a culture problem within your building, or is it just a you know is it a production problem? I don't think the Chargers walk around their locker room and they've got a big culture problem. I think they've got a good balance of guys that have been there, as well as guys that are you know going there. So my guess is it's not looking for a culture change. I think if you want Bill Belichick, it's because you see something that's really wrong within your locker room and you got to do that. So I don't think the Chargers would be that fit. Yeah, I, I guess the question becomes, though, like a lot of talk, hey, Ben Johnson, offensive genius, you know, or, um, or the offensive coordinator of the Niners. Uh, I mean, not the Niners, the, uh, the Dolphins as well. Problem is, like, aren't those guys just like the guys they've had, young, unproven uh, coordinators to become head coaches? Yeah, and you're going to have to take chances, right? Every great coach uh, had to get his first opportunity. Andy Reid needed his once. Obviously, Bill Belichick went through his. I think you, you, you can definitely look that way, uh, you know, and there's a lot to be said about what's going on in Cincinnati. And so, you know, how do you not look at their staff and say, here's a group of guys that, you know, it's not Joe Burrow out there. And, yes, they have, you know, great talent at the wide receiver room, and we, we know that as well. So in that way, uh, you know, you get the sense that they're obviously working with a lot of different things. But at the same point, you know, to be able to throw a young player in there and, and have the success that they've had, uh, is really impressive. And so that's where I think you've got to look at that, that kind of uh, situation where what are the guys that I could pull out of this football team that could come here and help because they're proving as they're going through it that they're a team that can adapt to a sudden change and still the roster is or the team is still continuing to be productive. And that's where I think what you talked about, you know, some of the, the hot names, but I think at the Bengals, it's not just Ben Johnson. That you, you, it's Brian Callahan you could talk about. And, and when you think about that, Dan Pitcher's another guy that I've, I think I've mentioned before, the quarterback coach. I think those two guys are going to be hotter than even the, the Ben Johnsons of the world. Uh, okay, let's get to some of the other stuff in the NFL. Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets. Is this sustainable in New York? I don't know. It's great, though, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> the Jersey Shore gets to play in front of his dad and enjoy the moment of, of like, Taking you know winning you know games and so it's it's a fun story to watch. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think he's you know now again he gets to continue to play through this season and gets to show what he can do. And he's building his resume of hey if, if you if I you know he could just right now uh, create a uh, six to seven year career based off of how he's played over the last few weeks. And that's that's good in itself. I'm sure like he's looking for more. The Giants will continue to, to rely on him. Brian Dayball will continue to build it around him, but. You got to be impressed. I mean, Daniel Jones was not playing as well, was not throwing the ball down his field as well, was uh, you know just not taking as many sacks. Is not the only difference. But Devito's done a good job in terms of making good decisions with the football, and that's half the battle. And if he can continue that, and you know he's got a big run here with these last four games that are tough, tough opponents. We'll see how good he really is. Mark Dominic joined us, of course, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he spent 20 years in NFL front offices and scouting. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Mark Cam Newton said that uh, Tua, um, that uh, who else? Uh, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott. He said, "Hey, these guys are are uh, game managers." Now he came out today and was like, "Hey, a game manager is a lot of really good game managers. There's only a couple of game changers." He mentioned Rodgers and Pat Mahomes and and, and Josh Allen. Um, where are you on the Dak? And Tua and Purdy being game managers. Yeah, I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't think that they're, that's not what I envision a game manager. A game manager is a guy that is going to be cautious, not make the big mistake, and hope that he can make a play. 
and whether it's with his arm or his legs, but you know, mainly they're there not to lose the game. Or you might win, but they're not the reason you're winning. I think those guys are reasons why your team is winning, and therefore they're not in that category of a game manager. They're you know somewhere above that, and I think when you think about those three quarterbacks right now, you know they're in the upper half of the league easily in terms of top you know fifteen quarterbacks. And usually, yeah, there are and you know there's another level. I don't disagree that the the Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do in his career, or Aaron Rodgers through his career, you know, those guys are you know at an elite level. Uh, but you know I don't think that that's a bad level to be, and you can win. I feel like you can win Super Bowls with Tua. You, you can win a Super Bowl with Tua. You can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. I think that we'll see what the 49ers look like through the rest of the season. Uh, you know, I certainly think that you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. And I know none of them have really had that great opportunity, whether it was an injury or, you know, some games that, you know, they weren't all on their shoulders. Uh, but I think that all three of those guys are guys that are above the game manager status. Um, what's wrong with the Eagles? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I have a feeling uh, it's a football team that's, I think, what you did, and I think what happened when San Francisco kind of beat them pretty good is, I, and that's where I think Dallas kind of tried to follow suit, it's, you know, boxing up Jalen as much as you can and making him beat you with his throwing. And, and he can do that, but that means uh, it's just a, you're trying to take away one of the best weapons they have, right? And I think that's the, that's the way I look at it, and that's the way I would have done it. Uh, that we've got to find a way to limit what Tua, or what, what Jalen Hurts can do, and therefore we've got to box him in a little bit. We've got to hold him from really beating us with his legs, and let him beat us with his arms. And if he does that, great. But if you look at the last, you know, weeks before Jalen Hurts was rushing the ball, in statistically, you can go back and look. He's rushing the ball about ten times a game for the entire year. The last two games, he's averaged only six carries per game. I think that's a big piece of it. Is that you've got to make him beat you with his arms, and if he does, he does. But you've got to live, you've got to take some element of Jalen Hurts away, and I think those two teams have done that. Okay. Um, what about the Cowboys? How much of a believer are you in them now? You know, I've, I've been worried about them, you know, when they had the injuries that came through. But, you know, Deron Bland, uh, some of these guys have stood up. Marquise Ball uh, have stood up in where Leighton Van Der Esch has gone down or, or Trayvon Diggs has gone down. So they've had some guys step up in that defense at, into a big way. And I think that's been a big piece of it. Certainly they're getting to the quarterback, uh, you know, with 38 sacks on the season. I'm a big believer. Uh, this team has found a way to get the ignition going. You look offensively, these last five games, I think they've averaged over 40 points a game. I mean, that's incredible. And so, and that's, you know, you still got to, you know, whether you're playing the Giants, you're playing the Panthers, the Commanders, whoever, still averaging over 40 points a game is heroic, you know, at some point. And so I, I give them a lot of credit. And that's why I still believe, because that's, that's an offense that I think it's going to be too hard to slow down. Jordan Love. Uh, not as good this week, although some great plays late against the, the Green Bay Packers. Where are you in Jordan Love? I'm, I'm a Jordan Love. I still need to see a little bit more. And I think you probably feel the same way. It's like I like the story. I like the way this is feeling like it's heading. But I also understand that, you know, right now he's, you know, getting his first full season under his belt. Uh, he's still 2-1 to one in a touchdown-to-interception ratio. You'd like to see that become a 3-1 to one or 4-1 to one when you really want to buy into him and buy long-term. I think it's another season down the road. Uh, but I think it's been very good to watch Jordan Love work through his early season struggles and now, albeit a loss, uh, putting their team still in that playoff hunt, which is, I think, the most important thing. And if he can get them, which, you know, you, you, at this point, you, it's really on the bubble. They're still in as of, as of today. Uh, if he can get them into the postseason, I think that's a great step, but it's not a step in terms of saying, hey, let's go ahead and pay this guy long-term money. Buffalo Bills, a uh, huge win on the road. Obviously, a controversial call against Kansas City Chiefs. First, where are you on the offsides call? He's offsides, completely offsides. Uh, it's it, uh, you can complain, but he's inside the numbers, he's inside the hash marks, he's up by the line of scrimmage. All you have to do, and that's the player's responsibility, is look to the side judge, and, and he'll wave you off or on the ball, and or he'll give you a thumbs up that you're good. He, he didn't do that, and so that's on him. I know he's excited about the play and probably everything going on, but you've got to have the discipline to be in the right spot at the right time. And Kadarius Tony there lined up offside, and, and you could say it's a Patrick Mahomes could be mad about the call, but the reality is if it goes the opposite way, and Patrick's on the other side, he's like, yeah, that dude is offside, and he is, and that's just too bad. If you're outside the numbers, Doug, and you're by the line officially, he doesn't give you the heads up like, hey, back up, back up. That's one thing. But he's up in a bunch of formation close to the line of scrimmage. When you're like that, you're not going to have the luxury. So it's up to you as the receiver to look back down the line of scrimmage to make sure that the side judges got you on sides or offsides. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic is, is our guest. All right, Josh Allen, is he fixed? 
I think so. Uh, I, I, I do feel like he is. And I, and I know Buffalo's got a brutal stretch. They got through the first piece of it right here with Kansas City. Obviously, Dallas Chargers looked like that might be a lot easier. Patriots looked like that would be a lot easier. So, I think the Buffalo Bills have to find a way to win one one of the games. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Patriots. I think they've got to find one win, either between the Cowboys or maybe Miami's not playing for anything that final week, and they can pull that victory. And I think they do. You're going to see a Buffalo Bills team that's not going to be a team you want to play in the postseason. But I feel Josh Allen certainly is a better spot. Uh, I think the team, just in general, looks better. Uh, I know it always looks better when you win. But I feel I still I still have confidence in Buffalo Bills going to the postseason, even in the situation they're in with the schedule. I do too. I do as well. I don't I don't think it's as dire as some people uh, would believe it to be. Okay, um, of the jobs we believe to be available, you talked about the Chargers. We think the Patriots, the Bears. Although Bears are you know maybe they're playing better right now. Um, you look around the NFL. If you were a head coach, what's the job you want the most? Yeah, so um, you, I, I think you always got to look at the quarterback. And so, therefore, I think you, you want to go with Justin Herbert. I mean, the, you've got the Patriots are a possibility. Certainly, it's going to get a reset, so you're going to go to the draft. The Raiders, uh, you know, are going to be probably, we'll see what happens with Antonio Pierce the rest of the way, but they're, they're in the hunt of looking, still maybe looking for their quarterback in the future. It, obviously, it was waning this week. Bryce Young will be your quarterback, it sounds like, next year. You've got to decide if you want that. And, you know, the commanders probably are on the hunt for a new quarterback as well. So, where is the stability to set that quarterback spot? So, right now, whoever has the strongest quarterback in the, in the hunt is going to be the team that people want to gather up and be around. But we're looking at another year of, probably six or seven head coaches that are going to get flipped. And GM-wise, assuming or if the spell Belichick is true, you're needing GMs maybe in Vegas, certainly in New England, maybe in Carolina, certainly in L.A. with the Chargers, and probably in Washington. So you're looking for five or six GMs this year, too, which is a big number that you rarely see. It is a very, very, very big number. Mark, great stuff as always. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much for your insight. Doug, thanks for having me on. Enjoy your weekend, too. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 